Storm Bowling Products, the Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Caroline Lagrange. Caroline bowled collegiately at Wichita State University. Caroline has won two Cubica AMF Bowling World Cup championships. Caroline, it's Tim Berg and Coach K. Steve Klemkin here. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. It's appreciated. All right. Well, let's talk. So you're uh, you're a Wichita. You bowled at Wichita State. You're a Shocker alum, as long as uh, as is Steve on the other line. And um, what would you say though? Now you're out competing on the PBA uh, PWBA tour. What would you say you're taking from your time at Wichita to use out on the lanes with the ladies and the PWBA tour? Um, you know what? Being a WSU bowler, you really have. They really make us work um, really, really hard. So my work ethic is probably something that I would say that uh, stands us apart as Shocker Bowlers. Um, they always had a plan for us when we were out there. Our practices, you know, like we always used to practice with purpose. Uh, coach was really, really good about giving us a, a purpose, like a goal in mind and stuff like that. And um, just making us practice for spares <laughs> for most of the time also it was uh, i would say work ethic spare shooting and um yeah just practice with purpose that's that's really something that stood out for me now i'm glad you mentioned spare shooting because i mean that's one thing that i don't know if you know some people say it's a lost art i mean i know earlier on the pba tour for example there were several tour titles that were actually lost due to missed spares right at the very end of the of the title game. So what do you think, I guess kind of maybe two questions, do you have a certain kind of a, a spare strategy or a certain uh, kind of thing that you adhere to when it comes to, to shooting spares approach-wise? And, and two, what, what do you think is the number one mistake uh, that people make if they do struggle with their spares? Um, well, I would say that I do have like a plan when I, when I practice my spares or even like in tournaments, I always try to repeat the same thing. Um, so when I do practice my spares, I always do the same routine, which I, um, my, first of all, my target is always the same for all my spares. So that makes things really simple. I always look at 21. Um, and then I usually just do 10 pin, 7 pin, 6 pin, 4 pin, 3 pin, 2 pin washout. And I do it again. That is a drill that we learn at Wichita State. And this is something that stuck with me. Uh, and you know all the time so I'm, I'm still doing that right now and as far as uh, the other question goes there's something that's big for me um, when I step up on the approach usually when I miss my spares because like I'm doomed to miss it pretty much when I step up on the approach and I, I, I have a 10 pin let's say and I'm like don't miss it like I always have this little I don't know why I have this once in a while, that little voice comes back to my head and always kind of haunts me. I need to get rid of it. Um, the more, the more positive I can think, the more like positive affirmation I can repeat to myself to kind of get rid of it in order to make a better shot, because that's always something that's, that comes up for me. <laughs> I don't know if it's, if it's the same thing for you. <laughs> I struggle with that sometimes. <laughs> well, I'm, I can, I can tell you just, sort of from experience a lot of times for me and I, I know everybody has a little bit different kind of take on it but yeah. I know exactly what you mean when you're talking about that like with either don't miss it versus uh you know the, a different message which is you know either executing the right shot or, or make the spare 
or make right, the shot exactly. that that's going to going to make the spare. You know, and a lot of times you leave a you know you leave a, a ring ten on a on a uh, on a good shot, and, and then all of a sudden you're still thinking about that bad break when you go up to shoot right. the spare, and then your your mind's yeah. not you know you're you're not not where it needs to be. Exactly. So you have to put your mind in the right spot and make sure that you're ready to go once you go for your spare. Like you said, yes, you're not still thinking about the first shot. Yeah, that's really important. All right, well, let's turn to your uh, little bit of PBA life, uh, PWBA life for you. So you're out there. This is the third tournament. We're taping this just before. Just You just finished up your practice session up in, mm-hmm. in, in uh, Nebraska. So let's talk about things. And what were you seeing out there on the lanes? Me and Steve were dissecting the patterns a little bit beforehand that you'd bowled on now, that you'd bowled on back in Minnesota and then in, in, um, in, in Ohio. And what were you seeing this week, though, and how are you expecting to, uh, to attack the lanes? Well, this week, from what I see, we have a lot of friction <laughs> right from the start. Um, for me, I have a kind of a slower ball speed, so I need to uh, figure something out in order to control the back-end reaction. Um, urethane seems to be in play for the right. Uh, it is 38 feet, uh, but the, the volume is not that, that heavy, so I'm not so sure what the transition is going to do. Some of the girls seem to be hitting it a lot, you know, just hooking it, and some of the girls seem to be hitting it so just going straighter. So, um, I mean, for me, urethane looked best. I think I need to make some surface adjustment in order to have my balls not be so aggressive off of the, of the back end at the end of the pattern. So I might have some adjustments to make tonight. Now, you had some, you had some, some pretty big wins throughout your career, but I'm sure one of the biggest wins of your career was winning the World Cup. Um, happened a, a few years ago. What what was it like uh, competing for Team Canada and getting ready, you know, being able to represent your country on an international stage like that? Well, um, I have actually had two World Cup titles. I won in 09 and 2013. And um, it's always an honor, you know, like when you get, because it's, it's a pretty hard tournament to, to qualify for. You have to qualify out of your center and then you have to qualify out of your province. You have to win out of your center, you have to win the province, you have to win the national. So it's like you have to finish first in order to be able to go to the World Cup. It's a long process, it's a lot of bowling. And when, you know, once you get there, it's just whatever happens, happens. But I'm always super happy to represent my country. And it's just, it's the greatest feeling in the world when you go out there and, you know, the whole country is, you know, with you. Um, even out here on the PBA right now, I have a lot of people from Canada, but I don't even know who they are, but they're like, go, go, Canada, you're the best, you know, you're awesome, <laughs> and it's just, all these people that you don't even know are rooting for you, it's just, it, it's, it's really, it's a great feeling, it's, uh, you know, you gotta have uh, big shoulders to carry that, but, you know, when mm. you get down to the bowling, you have to just focus on what you need to do in the present moment, that's, that's usually what I try to do, like, I don't, think of the outside, you know, of the consequences or the results and stuff like that. I just try to focus on my execution and what I can control. And if I do that, I know that, I'm, you know, I'm going to be okay when I walk out the door. So, Caroline, one of your World Cup victories, in fact, your most recent, came in Russia. I'd love to hear what that experience was like bowling in Russia. Yeah, I mean, um, bowling in Russia was an experience in itself. <laughs> it's a very different com- country from, from, you know, from what I'm used to, Canada and the States. Um, people were a bit colder over there, you know, but it's just when you're on the lane, you just have to execute your shots. And, you know, when you get to the stepladder final, it's just everybody is just happy. You know, they, they want to see the pinfall and they want, you know, they want a good match. And, you know, you try to be 
you know, just, just try to be you, you know, I'm, that's what I was trying to do. And um, for me, that tournament, it was, uh, it's always a Cubica house, of course, but um, there was a lot of friction and I was able to really, really like open up the lane to really play my A game. So that made it uh, a lot easier for me. Like when, well, when you have a, a good tournament, you can't be doing all kinds of tricks and stuff like that. So playing your A game most of the time is when you win tournaments. So that's what I ended up doing over there. And it's just, it came down to execution. And um, I actually have a, you know, if I can talk a little bit more, I have like my two experiences of my both of my wins were very different. My first World Cup, I actually had to throw it, like I had to double and get, I think, four or five in the field to win. So I actually had to step up to win the World Cup. And my second time, I just sat there and she finished after me. So I knew she was able to beat me. So like the, the roles were kind of reversed. So for me, that was a very different experience just to watch her. It was Sherry Tan at the time from Singapore. She just, she mm-hmm. threw really, really good shots in the 10th thing, but she rang, she rang a 7 10 uh, to lose, but it was just like very weird to watch it instead of actually just, you know, knowing that I just have to step on the approach and do it. You know, so it was, uh, uh, yeah, that was my experience, <laughs> if, I can, if I can say. And and now, you know, kind of flash forward to, you know, the PWBA tour now for you, and you mentioned Sherry Tan, and, and she was uh, a leader of that first tournament, had a chance to win it, and left a solid nine in the 10th frame yeah, in, yeah, in Cleveland. Really so she, she <laughs> seems like she throws it good for in the clutch, but we got to find out a way to get 10 instead of nine. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. that's, that's kind of how bowling is. Sometimes you strike and, you know, we, I mean, you know, yeah. she put it there twice. She, she's got nothing to regret. So it's that, that's bowling. <laughs> yeah, that is bowling. That's exactly right. And and now the ladies tour. I mean, there's a there's a lot of international players as well. Maybe a little bit of that feeling like you have kind of from the World Cup a little bit. I mean, there's lots of international players that have been uh, competing regularly on the PWBA tour. Did you have any any goals that you set in your mind before you went out this season? I mean, did, is, how are you? Are you meeting your expectations for competition? Seems like you're you're performing really well these first few weeks. Well, I am I am extremely happy with my performance so far. I would have to um, say that coming in, I, I mean, I know like how good I can play, how know how good I can be when I get into my routine and when I'm, you know, like I'm a, I'm at the top of my game. I I know how good I can be, but um, I just had two kids. You probably know Steve. I mean, I just had two kids mm-hmm. back to back, and I just. Um, you know, I tried keeping bowling as I, you know, I got pregnant and all that stuff. And after, you know, I could only practice so much with, you know, having a full-time job and taking care of the kids and trying yeah. to get my work ethic in order in order to have some time to practice, which I actually tried to follow a schedule. And, you know, I, I couldn't practice as much as I would have wanted to. But when I came out here, I was like, you know what, Carolyn, just, just remember who you are and remember where you come from and, and just try to be in that present moment and focus on the execution of everything instead of like worrying about, oh, my God, you're not ready or, oh, my God, this or, oh, my God, that. It's just, you know, like you're here, just be here, be now and, and whatever happens, happens. And mm-hmm. so far, I'm, I'm happy. I'm trying to stay, you know, like here and every shot focusing and giving 100% on every shot. Fortunately, I have a couple <laughs> mis- makeable spares. It's all right. You know, we're going to, I keep working on them and I move on. 
All right. Well, Caroline, what advice do you have for that high school player out there who's listening and they're trying to, you know, pick a college to, to bowl at if that's what they want to do? I mean, you, you came all the mm-hmm. way, you know, came down and you had quite a distance in your travels to uh, find a school. So what advice would you have for someone? Because I'm sure you hear people say, well, I don't want to move three hours away from home. And you're thinking, are you kidding me? I move, <laughs> I move like oh, quadruple boy. that. Yeah. So but what advice do you have for that yeah. person who is looking for a school? For the person looking for a school, I think it has, you know, first of all, you have to visit the school. You have to see if you like it or not. I don't think uh, you have to look at distance as being, you know, like a, a thing that you should look in. Like, even though it's, you know, which was very far for me, um, I find that high school players maybe need to look at surrounding themselves with the best out there in their minds, you know, like if Wichita State is the best school or if another state is the best school for them. I just found that following your dreams and making sure that you surround yourself with people that are better than you, who are going to make you better, um, is actually just a, a good place to start, you know? Awesome. That's definitely a good place to start. And so much good advice here throughout uh, throughout the podcast. Thanks, Caroline, for taking the time to, to talk to us we really appreciate it and we want to wish you the best uh, throughout the rest of your time there on on tour this summer we look forward to having you on again all right well thank you very much guys i really appreciate this <laughs> and sorry for being a little late <laughs> my practice session is a bit long <laughs> under understand especially when it's a, a like you said a little demanding condition like it can be out there that's that's what happens so. yeah for sure but, mm-hmm. but, but uh, right. best of luck and say hi to mark from us and uh, uh look forward to seeing you soon